everyone, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called Live Like You're Drunk. (laughs) Yes, you heard me right. I know I'm a little sick today, but I guarantee you heard what I said. (laughs) Thanks for joining today, guys. Let's get right into it. I really hate having to record when I sound like this, so just all apologies, guys. I don't know why I thought by this morning I would be better. I think if anything, my voice sounds worse, even though I'm feeling better. So don't feel bad for me. I feel really good. I feel bad for you because your poor ears have to listen to me and all this glory here. But uh, you don't have to listen to me. You feel free to turn me off if I get obnoxious with this sound. It is awful. I'm so sorry. And my dog will probably join as always. So apologies up front. But this episode I'm excited about, just like all the rest. But this topic just came to me I was talking to a friend, giving her some advice, and I said it to her and I said, you know what, I got to do a podcast episode on this because let me first, little disclaimer, I'm not telling anybody to go out and drink. I am definitely not telling you to go at anything with any type of substance or that's not what this episode is about at all. Much, much different. So please know that's not what I'm saying. Don't go have a drink and say that you you know, you heard it on a podcast. What I'm saying here, guys, is that, I mean, right, this advice sounds unsound, no matter any way you look at it, right? The reason I say this is because our discerning, I'm putting air quotes around it, mind, <laughs> says that, All right, well, I'm not going to tell you what your discerning mind says, but I will say oftentimes in our mind, we have this sort of guard up and I think it's actually what's stopping us from going after what we want the most. And we think it's coming from a sound place, right? So we kind of like stand in that, like this is coming from a really smart place, right? (laughs) Logical. But here's where I want you to challenge yourself a little bit because our logical mind often functions out of this fear-based state, right? Because it operates out of what's known, what's familiar. This isn't a new concept that I'm introducing to you. I know I've talked about this on this podcast before, but it's as though it wants to keep us small because it feels safe and it feels familiar. And the problem with that is we all have these big aspirations that we're just stifling and shoving down because that voice is telling us that busting out of that cage is just too much risk. And so in some areas and aspects of our lives, we seem to grow beyond this. And in other areas, people seem to stay stifled. So some people I notice have no problem at all with blowing that door down when it comes to love. Like they will just take any risk, be the first to put their heart out there and whatever and charge forward. But then, oh, there's my dog and he brought with him his little growly tummy. (laughs) Anyway, um, you know, and other people will be so bold in the way of business and so guarded around their heart. But we often will allow for this sort of busting out of our protective bubble for certain aspects of our lives, but not in its entirety. There's always some fear base that tends to win out in some area. So really evaluate all the different areas of your life, you know, and say, in this area, am I allowing myself to expand and be 
all of what I'm capable of? You know, is there an area I'm still holding back in? And so what's the drunk part got anything to do with any of this? Well, what it is, is when having a phone call with a friend the other night and she had had a couple drinks, it's like the filter fell off, right? And I know you've experienced this, whether yourself or someone else around you and watched it happen, where all of the sudden, every guard she had up, every single defense mechanism and worry about you know, how she was going to be perceived, what she was saying, how it was going to come off. It was gone. It was stripped down naked. She was just raw, authentic, speaking from her heart, ready to go after all her passions. It was a beautiful moment. And I was like, man, you need to live this unencumbered like way in your every day, not just because you have a few drinks in you and you're spouting off. Like, I want to see you embrace this when you're sober and when in the light of day, like what happens and often this is probably why in social situations, a lot of people tend to reach for something that gives them that altered state is because it's hard sometimes to let down that tough outer shell and expose how we really feel. And so it is kind of a beautiful thing to witness when people sometimes let that down and then are just so authentically themselves. That's when they tend to like bond with others so much better. And why is that? It's because nobody cares about the pretenses you're keeping up. Nobody really cares about the, you know, how you're carrying yourself as a business person. And it's kind of, it's made up in our own minds and we imagine that's what's going on. What movie is it? Oh, Click. Oh, I love that movie. Anyway, but um, it's so fun. It's an Adam Sandler and um, what the heck? Anyway, Kate Beckinsale movie. But um, the, I think I talked about it on this podcast before, actually, that movie for a different reason. But it. Uh, why was I bringing it up? Ah, see, this is what happens when you're not feeling great. Your brain gets a little cloudy. Okay, so hopefully you can still hear this over the licking. I've been trying to get my dog to knock it off, but he's well, full Full bulldog glory over there. <laughs> so in the movie, the point is, um, Adam Sandler is trying to do a presentation to these guys about this new um, complex that they're going to be building. And he's presenting it to them. And he's able to translate what they're saying in a different language with this remote control he has. So when they think he can't hear what they're saying he's able to hit translate and hear what they are actually thinking about his presentation. And they're talking about like, let's blow out of here, go grab a drink, like hit like, you know, this restaurant next door or whatever. And he can hear all of their inner thoughts. And then he's able to turn his presentation around and just talk like a friend. And honestly, that's what, even though they were these high class business guys that he thought he had to like super impress, they are human, just like you. And at their core, they literally wanted to just go grab a drink, relax. Let's make this face, place a fun um, scene where people are going to want a vacation or want to come have a drink or what. You know, you could hear their, it's like hearing somebody's inner thoughts. And I think that's because we all really want the same things or many of us, most of us, all have a similar like feeling of like what when you go on vacation you know everybody kind of does it the same you put down all this the stuff that doesn't feel good you go out and you want to have like you know 
relaxation, good food. What I mean, people can agree upon a lot of things. I mean, yes, sure, some people want more of an active vacation. Some people want to just lay poolside with a cocktail maybe. But the point is that at our core, we're all human, you know? And when you speak on a human level and you connect in that space, the bonding is so much better and people appreciate you more. Of course, they still want to see you be able to present yourself in a professional way and not be some like bro at the table like no nobody wants that energy showing up either but there's still a way to have that type of connection with somebody and still present yourself well and it's like in the balance there it's like not showing up the drunk guy at the table who's like hey let's just do this and sounding like an idiot no of course not but all of that the stuff that you're about to say in those moments the ways you're going to connect the you know what i mean the real talk is what makes somebody want to choose you over the next guy. If they see in you, hey, I actually really like this person. I can actually really connect with them. Like, I I want to trust my money with this person. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so much time spent around the image of how it's going to be portrayed when really that stripped down, had a couple cocktail version is what I'm getting at. Not go have one, but this that version of you that's willing to take down the trying to keep it all buttoned up and perfect and whatever, present it so in a certain light. If you could let that guard down a little bit, the connection, the human connection can happen so much better. And so as I was listening to her bravery when the alcohol was kicked in and I was just watching her just light up, that's what it is. That's why it is, I think. Because when we're really in that state, we're not in the nervous energy of trying to hold it all together and be just so to impress somebody. But when she was just in her own authentic energy and just like rattling off and in her comfort zone and saying how she really felt, I was engaged. I was hearing what she was saying. I was connecting with her on a different level. And her and I had had many conversations in a sober light a day. And she hadn't really said it to me in that way. I hadn't really felt her heart in her words like I did when she just let down all of the like trying to say it the right way and just literally poured out her heart. It was a beautiful thing to hear and see. So if more of our interactions could be from that space and that light, the reception of us in general in life would be so much better. So if you're having a hard time forming really good friendships, maybe in those situations you're trying to impress people too much. You know, if you're somebody who never can find the one and you're always saying, why does everybody else seem to find their person and I never can? Well, first stop this negative self-talk. But that aside, you know, maybe it's because you're not showing up as you. You're showing up as the version of you that you think people will like better or, you know, trying too hard to impress instead of just sitting back in your own energy and being happy, you know, confident you. And then that usually is what attracts in people around you. Um, If it's something like a job and it seems like you're always um, having everybody around you being picked over and above you, well, in those situations, are you trying so hard to impress? Are you leading with the resume? Are you forgetting that they're looking at the whole person and they want to see you? They want to also know like, are you just about this or do you have other interests? Do you, you know, because sometimes we want to lead with the like, look at these degrees, look at my fancy accomplishments, look at all the ways in which I contribute in our community. And you forget the, the person behind the desk, they might love that in you, 
but they also might want to make sure that you're a well-rounded, healthy person who has other interests and things that light you up that you can talk to people about and then give you this sort of social... Um, I'm sorry. I got to get my dog to stop. I can't even concentrate. You so loud. Stop. Hey, stop. Thank you. <laughs> Some days people tell me like you talk about your dog all the time. We can't hear him. If you can't hear this today, you might want to hit the, the, um, oh my goodness, the, the doctor and get your ears checked because he's loud. Buddy, it's okay. <laughs> my goodness. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you get where I'm going with this. Um, and I do think that we don't need substances to accomplish this, you know? Um, I know sometimes I would prefer um, in big, large social situations to have a drink. And I think it comes from, if I'm being totally honest, maybe there's an insecurity there that I've never recognized in myself. Maybe there's some part of me that feels more comfortable revealing, you know, and lowering that guard when I'm not caring and I'm not thinking about it. I don't know, um, but it's something to look at in yourself and see if you can get to that place without a substance. See if you can get to that place of just maybe not trying to care about perceptions so much and, um, and to get to a place where you can just live in what feels right for you. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, I do, I'm always my authentically me. And if that's your first go-to, dig deeper because on some level I think everybody does this because well let's face it there's clothes that you feel comfortable in and like when you're kicking around your house that you always throw on but like if you know someone's coming over or you know you got to go out you change right so even something as subtle as that and I'm not saying go in your pajamas and stroll into the grocery store that's probably no not well advised as far as like, I don't know you can but um my point to it is just this. On some level, a lot of us do little dances like that all day without even recognizing that we are putting on something to present ourselves in a different light than maybe what our perfectly comfortable, authentic self would do. Does that make sense? So, <laughs> I mean, I do think, like, I get uncomfortable sometimes if I am in, like, laid-back sort of clothes for the day because I'm, like, working hard out outdoor work or something and like I had a day just recently where I was like doing I don't even remember whether I think it was outdoor work like shoveling snow or something I don't remember I had to bring my kid to his practice and I wasn't supposed to see anybody I was supposed to be just staying in my car I so I stayed geez buddy so I just stayed in like my sort of bum around work clothes. <laughs> I was like, just gonna drop him and hit, head back home, finish this up, hit the shower, and then change. Well, I then remembered, oh no, I need to grab something at the grocery store real fast. Literally hoping to just run in, grab and go, and bumped into like every person I hadn't seen in forever. And I was like, really? Like what, <laughs> what the heck? And instead of just like owning it, I did feel the need to sort of defend myself and be like, oh, sorry, I look like I haven't slept in a week or whatever, just doing some work. I don't know. I felt the need to justify it because these are friends who probably never seen me look like like that. I was like in rare form. Like I said, I was just trying to bust out some fast work, squeeze it in between a million things, then hop in the shower. So it was like one of those moments where you really don't want to see anybody. And like I saw everybody. So 
Yeah. And so, and then I, it makes me reflect like, why the heck do I care what they think about that anyway? Why does that matter to me? And so like, you know, self-growth, you can work on yourself every time you notice little things like that, just start to own it a little more. And that I think even just that confidence comes off in a beautiful light when you can own who you are and all of that. No one cares about the excuses anyway. It's like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're probably more thinking about themselves because that's how we all are, right? We expect everybody's thinking about us and making some judgment over us when what's going on in their head is exactly what's going on in your head, which is probably some little like cycle of thinking about yourself, <laughs> right? So uh, when you bump into like, you know, I saw Chris at the store and I'm thinking, wow, He's going to be like, man, what happened to her? <laughs> she, she seems like she's a little off today. And all the while he's singing in his head, oh, wow, you know, I can't believe like I've got this in my grocery cart when I bump into so-and-so. They must be thinking what an unhealthy like, you know what I'm saying? There's always some other dialogue going on in someone else's head that's so far from like, it's just crazy. It really is kind of humorous. I love, there are like, I've seen some movies where people's, can read like thoughts. It's more than one movie. I know I've seen this concept a couple times before. And like, I would love that if everybody had like a speech bubble above their head and you could actually see what was going on in their inner dialogue because people are funny. I mean, we worry about ridiculous stuff and I'm really starting to learn to laugh at myself instead of judge myself over it. Even in that instance of being in the store and like bumping into people, as soon as I like recognized it, it didn't take me more than a minute to kind of notice in myself that I was like worried about stupid things. And I was able to laugh at myself, like just love yourself for your flaws. Stop beating yourself up and being like, oh yeah, why am I so worried about everybody else? No, knock it off. Just like laugh about it and then move on and do better. <laughs> Stop worrying about it. Stop making excuses for yourself. But um, yeah, I think that for my friend who was actually discussing um, relationships in her life while being under the influence, um, I saw a different side of her and I almost wanted to say, well, this side of you needs to show up and I don't think you'd be having any problems at all right now because you'd be speaking your truth, you'd be like letting people know what you needed and you'd be good with walking on if you if you didn't get what you needed, like and deserved. It was really empowering to listen to her and watch her and just sit in awe. So afterwards, that, that was kind of my advice was like, do this. <laughs> You're worried about all that, do this exactly what you just did show exactly this because it's beautiful and honestly the usual talks that we have you sound very unsure and insecure and this what you just showed up in is like powerful <laughs> you know so i'm going to take a quick break it's going to help me get my voice back <laughs> and um don't go anywhere guys just a quick reminder that i still offer my 33 dollar monthly subscription for people who are experiencing soul-crushing grief who want to join a community where we get weekly coaching and um, posts and a library of all of the past live streams and posts that have happened inside the group covering almost every topic I can think of. Um, it's a wonderful group of people. There's so much support inside and there are current spots available. So hopefully when you listen to this, they still will be. Just look in today's podcast description for a link to join. All right, guys, back to the show. So you know another thing that's very interesting about when we decide to mask our true feelings um, is that what we're really doing 
is placing assumptions and judgments over how other people are going to react. Let me explain. So I went to my son's basketball game recently when I had lost my voice like this. And of course, you know, I'm a mom who doesn't just sit quietly. I get super excited for my kids. And these are all, a lot of these boys are like some of my old players um, from old teams that I've had. So I've coached them and like, so I know what they're capable of and what they're not. So I cheer for them from the side, like an, any emphatic parent. <laughs> I'm not one of the totally crazy ones, but I will holler things out. Or like when I see them do make, you know, if I see some kid who like never used to brave to take a shot and now they swish a three-pointer, like you will hear me scream for him. So anyway, I went to yell for this kid and forgetting that my voice was like, oh. and I immediately was like, oh, sorry guys, I'll just stop even trying. Like it must be painful for y'all to listen to me. And the reaction was interesting because they were like, what? No. Uh, and the, the guy in front of me, who was a friend, said, no, actually, I love it. It's, it's a, like a sexy, raspy voice. You should, in, you should embrace it or something. And I, I had to laugh because um, it just made me think that um, I, you make an assumption like that it, people must be feeling hearing your voice and thinking that's like fingernails on a chalkboard and sound absolutely horrific to them, making them feel like they need to cough and clear their throat. And that's just me placing my own like assumption over how they would feel. Who am I to say how they're going to feel about it? I don't know them. I don't know what their thoughts are around how I sound. So it really is placing like your opinion on someone else, which is really an unfair thing to do. Um, and this, I have so many examples of this, but even my dog, I'll use this example with this podcast. How many times do I say like, so sorry for my dog, guys. I had a, a client, like a past client, re- recently say to me, hey, I listen to your podcast all the time, which I didn't even know she was doing. I love that. Um, and she said, I just wanted to mention to you that you say all the time that you're sorry about the dog and the sounds. And he's like one of my favorite parts of your podcast. Like I love when you call him your co-host and I love his little sounds in the background. And I love that he loves being in your energy when you do it. And I was like, oh my goodness. So here I was placing an assumption over how people would feel and apologizing for these things that people actually really loved about my podcast. So again, it was me making an assumption over how something would be received. And I was wrong. You know, it's not the world according to Heather. And I'm not all knowing. And we all have to just realize that when we are our true selves even though our own judgment over ourselves is the the toughest critique you'll probably ever face it doesn't mean everyone else is going to share that same opinion that if you show up in this way you're going to be judged in this way that's you assuming you know how others will feel so back off of that a little and give them the space to make their own assumptions and their own decisions you know and come to things in their own way and the only way you can truly connect with other people on any plane doesn't matter what whether we're talking about you know any type of relationship when i say relationship friendships work relationships anything is to really connect authentically to authentically any other masquerade or show that you put on it eventually falls apart anyway that stuff is not something that is going to like um you know stick around and Sorry, I just got a phone call and I thought I had turned off my phone. Um, but and it doesn't hold anything. There's never, when you connect on that level, even if you end up getting that job, but you weren't really in, a, in your authentic 
way showing up to that interview, at some point that will fall apart. They're going to see the true you. Your true nature does come through, right? So make sure that it matches. And I know sometimes I probably boggle people with my personality because there are a lot of layers and a lot of weird, you know, things that don't exactly line up. Um, you know, I'm like an extroverted introvert. <laughs> I, I'm very outgoing, outspoken. As you know, on this podcast, I'm not afraid to speak my point of view. I'm not afraid to be very outspoken with how I feel on certain things. I don't care about judgments, none of that. I'm very confident in my skin. And in a social situation, I'm a butterfly. I will happily talk to all groups. I've always been that way. Like I've never had just one friend group. I like to, I want to learn about everybody. Like I will bounce around and get along with everybody. But if I'm being totally honest, I also would happily, like after that, like interaction, I will happily retreat home into my cave. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not somebody who wants to do that every night of the week or could do that every night of the week. You know what I mean? Like I love those moments and those connections and those times, but I equally love my alone time, my quiet time, my private life. I don't reveal all of myself to everybody. Like I have different levels of relationships with people. Um, and the people that really get into my inner circle are small and few, but when I trust, I trust hard and big. And I, when I let people into that tight knit, you know, inner circle, they're like family to me. I love them wholly and entirely, but there's like, you know, I, I don't always make sense to people outwardly though, because they'll be like, Oh, there's a girl's night tonight. I opt out. Like I would say 95% of the time people can never understand that. Cause when you're at the party, you're the life of the party. What? I don't get it. Like, oh, I know, but it just, it does make me kind of cringe. I'm like, I'd actually rather spend my Friday night at home. Like I, it depends though. Like there are times where I crave it. I want it. And, and then I'm all in when I decide to do it. You know what I mean? But I'd also love to just spend a quiet night on a beach with a couple friends that I really connect and bond with over a big social scene, you know, but sometimes I'm into it and I want to do the big social scene. I've got definite layers to me. And, I, and I'm sure each and everybody listening does. And it's that you don't have to make sense to everybody. You know, what you have to do is be honest and true to yourself and what feels good and not worry about the opinions of others. Let that just fall. It's what it is, you know. Um, oh, and I don't want to forget to do this. This is like a little bit of a random out of the blue comment. But as far as this podcast goes, guys, speaking of diversity and just... Um, I love so much looking at my numbers right now because where I'm showing up and who's listening, I just love y'all. So first of all, Jamaica has been following me from the start and whoever you are, I see you. I have now Japan. I've got, um, Australia has been following me for a while. I've always had a few people in Canada, um, I know my girl in France, by the way. There's a couple of you, like, I know who you are because you're, like, the only one showing up on your continent. <laughs> and I know who you are. But uh, I love everybody. And I love that, like, random states like Idaho, I don't know who you are that listen, but I can see you showing up and showing up every week and consuming so many of these episodes. And how fun is this? So I just love that in today's day and age, there is an avenue to connect with people everywhere. Like, 
I used to joke around about how there's certain states in the United States that I think are just like a conspiracy, don't really exist. Nobody actually lives in places like Idaho. And now the fact that I have listeners from Idaho makes me smile to my soul. <laughs> They're like telling me, hey, listen, we're here. We're showing up. No, I love it so much. But uh, but yeah, like lately there's a few extra countries showing up on scene. Um, I have a few people in Nigeria. Um, Actually, I know one of them, but um, I have a few people all over the place. Like, I just absolutely love. I have a girl who I absolutely love in Pakistan. Um, but I know a few of you because I've connected in different um, places online, and we met, and then I showed you my podcast, so I know you're a follower. But other people, I don't even know how you heard about me, how you stumbled on me, but I think there's no accidents in life. And um, I just wanted to make a note in this episode to say that I see you, I appreciate you so much, and I love so much that um, when we talk about things like this, that it's it's hitting all over the world. Uh, and so that is just amazing to me. And what I want to say is if I ever am like so this goes along with it so um culturally speaking some of the things that i say might even be offensive to people in their culture and so uh i'll front apologize if i ever say anything offensive i try hard to make sure that i don't even have to use the explicit um label out and so that way i can be heard by more listeners but <laughs> you know from time to time like i said my filter comes off when i do this podcast I made a vow to myself when I started it, I would never do it in a filtered way. I would reveal whatever, I would answer any questions people ask. You guys might not know this, but sometimes my topics come from places of what clients are asking me questions on, so I tell them I'll do an episode you know, based around that particular subject. Um, but yeah, I always have promised to just show up unfiltered. And it will, guys, this is the thing, it will from time to time, make it so that some people won't want to listen. Some people won't want to show up. But what happens then, I think, is we go into this inner dialogue or beating yourself up really over, you know, oh, maybe I should have steered clear of this topic. Maybe I should have said this in a different way. Maybe I should have edited that out. But the truth is the truth. Like if I want to edit out everything that I say that maybe went a little too far, I mean, I could, but I'd rather tell you so you can really see a person's perspective that is just coming from their heart. I don't, I don't pre-write down notes. Last week's episode, I think, was the first time I had a couple notes jotted down only because I had so many ideas during the week. I didn't want to forget to touch on a couple things, but I just talk. I literally talk for about 45 minutes every week without pausing, without thinking about what I'm going to say or having any clue. It's just from that point of view, you're going to get a more, sorry, authentic and unedited version that I think hits to the heartstrings better because when we filter what we say, how we look, how we you know put ourselves into the world, that filtered version Think about this. When you take anything and filter it, sift it, you're taking out a lot of the big chunks, right? You're removing a lot of these things that make you um, your own unique self. And that's the last thing that anybody should be doing. When you put the filter on, you're going to look like everybody else. And how you can succeed in this life is by standing out. 
not by blending in. So whatever you've been told in your background and in your history or what you've observed or learned and now your subconscious is feeding you around this sort of fitting in thing, it's all wrong. It's all skewed. People love the most and the hardest when they find somebody who is so unique and that that uniqueness bonds and connects with them. So my favorite people in this world are the people who I have seen their unique sides and connect with that. You know what I mean? Like, that's the good stuff. That's when you're like, oh, I like being in this energy. You know what I mean? I know you know what I mean. And maybe I sound a little sick this week, so you can't really hear my uh, excitement around it, but I literally light up from the inside when I think of some of these people and some of their really unique skills, some of their really like fun and quirky personality traits. And like, that stuff's good. Like there's a million like Tom, Dick, and Harry's out there. Like, there's a million of the same plain Janes. And, you know, who needs another Brenda in their life? I love you all, Brenda, by the way. I do have two Brendas that I know that are listeners. I can't believe I just used the name Brenda. You know what I mean, though. Nancy, Brenda, they poor, those two get beat up these days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But, like, I just don't want you to turn into a paper copy, a carbon copy, whatever the saying is, of the person next to you because then your light starts to dim. Your light gets really bright and shiny when you stand out with your unique qualities and, you know, those God-given gifts. Like, just own them and stop caring. That message I really want to be loud and clear today. Hang on one second so I can make my voice sound a little better for you. Okay, sorry about that. A little water to help. (laughs) Um, I'll go. Now I go laughing and feel like I'm going to lose my voice again. So animals are a really good gauge of this, by the way. Have you ever noticed that some people just connect with animals in a really beautiful way and other people don't? Um, Animals seem to be a little more like hesitant around certain energies. I mean, sometimes it's the chasers. It's the people that are like coming at them and they're like, whoa, wait a minute, because they want to feel you out first and then come to you when they're good and ready. But I also think animals are just a good gauge of people who are living in their like comfort. Because when you're really dialed into like not fear-based energy, not like worried about, you know, sitting just so or whatever, they can feel that. When you're just in your vibe and like hanging back, casual, comfortable, an animal will sense that. And so if you're ever questioning if you've been, you know, feel in like you're in your good, authentic groove or whatever, just pay attention to the animals around you. Because there are days where I've been like kind of feel like I'm putting on a show a little bit. Because let's say when I'm feeling totally down and out, but I have to present um, a live stream to my client Facebook group is a great example. There have been some days where I've tried to like hold it together. Now, let me first say my group is smart. <laughs> my clients are incredibly perceptive and intelligent and they hate it when I'm in that mode and they love it when I strip it down. The few times, and this has not happened often, but the few times that I crumbled and cried or had a day where I was just like, it's a lot. <laughs> like, I'm going to wear this and I want to show it so you guys know not every, you know, I'm not able to hold it together all the time. And on those days, we connect better than ever. But anyway, my point is the animals. My dog even, 
Like this podcast is always in full authentic Heather mode. I never hold back. I say whatever I want to say. And he's always by my side. When I do those live streams on the days where I'm kind of like being very professional, I guess, in, which is awful. I almost feel like I want to air quote it because it's like, it's how professional is it if you're putting on a show, I guess. But if I'm in that sort of vibe, he doesn't care what I'm doing. He would rather be in the other room playing with a toy. He's not in my energy. He's keeping himself separate from me. If I like slide into like a releasing and allowing some of that stuff to move out and expose myself in that way, he's like on me. He's literally will be on my feet. It's unbelievable. And even like just as of last night, I was emotionally letting go of a lot of stuff I was holding back and he knew it. He didn't leave my side. He had me pinned on the couch and you know, animals know and they like it when you're in your normal, you know, self, when you're wearing your actual skin, they don't like to see you in a costume. Ever wear a costume around a dog and see how they react? Oh my goodness, right? And it's just like that. It's like you might not be wearing anything that looks like a costume, but your personality shift, they notice that energetic shift. And it is just like you're wearing some outer costume and they will not like it. So he's a good gauge for me sometimes because I'm like, man, I must be, you know, using that professional voice or I must be like, you know, putting on that sort of like business mode. And then I, I dial back a little bit and it's always received better. <laughs> always. So he knows. But yeah, I'm not um, saying again, go sloppy or go, you know, crazy with this idea. But do realize like, what would that drink afford you right now? What would it do? How would it shift you? Would you be a little more outgoing and go say hey to the person in the corner who's not talking to anybody at the party? Well, then just go do that. Like, you don't need the drink. Just go talk to them. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what I'm encouraging here. Because for me, that's part of it is like, like I said, I'm a little more introverted and I become more extroverted maybe with a drink, sure. And so maybe it's just that for me. Like, it, it takes me longer to get into that comfort zone just, you know, without any kind of, um, you know, substance, I guess. So maybe sometimes it's easier for me, like if I'm just meeting somebody to sort of let the guard down a little quicker, but I'm working on it because I would rather be able to do that in my clear state of mind. You know what I mean? Because there's also other bad choices that follow when you're using a substance to get there. So, um, yeah, I have a few friends right now that actually are doing the dry thing and um, just removing alcohol from their lives for just their own health benefits and feeling better and having more clarity and energy and all the good stuff. And all of them have said that they really feel like they're dropping more into themselves now without the substances. So, you know, there's something to be said for that, but I think you have to actually be willing to drop the substance, but keep up what it was giving you, which was maybe a little more of the carefree, fun, loving, embracing life, not critiquing yourself, letting go of the self-doubt and this, you know, like for me, that's part of it is like, I have this inner dialogue that I think sometimes is more self-sabotaging, you know? And so it gets rid of that. It gets rid of any doubt or worry or any of the negative self-talk, but try to work on getting there yourself without needing to have a substance to do that for you. And that's really where you're gonna find some magic. Uh, so, I, I mean, 
anybody that will say, like, I've heard a few people give a hard time to these friends of ours who no longer want to partake in having a drink. Back off of those people. <laughs> They're doing them. You do you, right? Stay in your own lane a little bit. I will say that. Um, <laughs> I, or as I always laugh because this, the reason I'm laughing right now is because Paul McKenna, who I took my certification for hypnotherapy with recently, would always use the phrase of keep being in your own britches or whatever, which I just think is so funny. But um, whatever your terminology is from your country of origin, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know, stay in your own lane and uh, don't judge others for where they're at on their path as far as connecting with their authentic self. Some people may need the cocktail still, and that's like the part of their growth and where they're at. And some people might be fully able to embrace this part of them without it. Some people might be going without it and not yet stepped into the authentic self. So you might think, well, they used to be so much fun and now they seem so like stiff or whatever. Well, they might not yet have dropped into being their own authentic self without the substance because they're used to using the substance. So like give them a minute, (laughs) you know what I mean? Don't be so quick to judge and just kind of like roll with it. But just instead of judging others, just keep judging, you know, doing a little internal work, not self-judgment, but you know, self-reflection. Such a much prettier way of saying it. (laughs) Look at yourself with um, really beautiful new glasses that help you to see your inner beauty that others love in you um, as a gift and not as something that you should be concealing in order to fit a mold. So that I want to leave you with that today, guys. I really appreciate you all showing up, like I said, from all over the world. Um, I've had more than 3,000 downloads. I crossed that path and forgot to celebrate it, which is kind of a big thing. I don't. That's not even listens, I think. That's just downloads, which is... I just it blows my mind so y'all are great I appreciate every single person who shows up and who tells a friend about this podcast please keep following liking subscribing you have no idea how much it does for me not even financially it doesn't do anything for me in those ways what it does for me is lets me know that I'm reaching people and that you care and that I should keep going so thanks guys so much and I'll see you again next week